When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, and welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from my kind of unique and perhaps a little bit offbeat perspective. So, you know, I think I use this blog many times as a sort of a, I don't know, a therapy session sometimes. I guess you guys are like a, a sounding board for me. And sometimes I have issues that I just need to look at and share to get over them, you know? I guess we all do. So you have to address your fears, you know, share your successes, your failures, your struggles, and your challenges. And that's okay. And maybe you can relate to this one. This is something that grabs me a lot. Maybe maybe not you, but it does to me. So like you have this idea for an aquarium. You kind of see it in your head. You've assembled the materials. You've got it sorted together. You add water. And then you walk in the room one day. You look at it and you hate it. <laughs> like you're done with it. Like no rehab on the design. No tweaking of the wood or whatever. You're just over the thing. Ever felt that? What do you do? Well, I had this idea for a nanotank last week. It seemed really great in my head. I had it up for literally a nanosecond. I even memorialized it with some Instagram stories posts. I mean, I was like taking ownership of this thing. It was like, okay, cool. I thought that the idea would be a sort of a blank canvas for some larger idea that I had. I, I liked the idea in principle. But when I executed it, I just didn't see a way forward with this one. I even took the extraordinary step of removing one element of the tank, in this case, the wood, altogether in the hope of perhaps just doing my leaf-only scape version 3.0 to kind of maybe re-energize my love for this tank. But I wasn't feeling it. Nope. It's a stillborn idea. A tank not capable of evolving into anything that interested me at this time. So I killed it. <laughs> yeah, I made away with it, shut it down, terminated it, whatever you want to call it. And that's really kind of an extraordinary step for me. I mean, I'm sort of the eternal optimist when it comes to aquariums. I try to make almost everything work if I can. Not this time, however. I killed it. Now, in the hours after the aborted aquarium move, I'm actually able to gain some clarity about why I did it. What made me do it? I think it's centered around two things that I simply can't handle in aquariums anymore. Now, don't laugh at me here. This is I'm, I'm sharing with you. Number one. I absolutely can't stand aquariums which don't have some sort of background, be it an opaque window tint, photo paper, or just paint. This tank had no background. You could see the window behind it and the trees outside on the street, and yeah, it just, ugh, I hated it. I don't know why, I just hate it. <laughs> Number two, I disdain seeing filters or other equipment in my aquariums. Like, I hate it more than you could ever even imagine. Like, I hate seeing filters and stuff, period. It's only in recent years that I've been able to tolerate seeing filter returns, even in these all-in-one aquarium tanks, and just barely. Now, this Nano had a little hang on the back, you know, one of those little power filters, which I not only saw from the top and looked like crap, but from behind, because you got it, I didn't have a goddamn background on the tank. I mean, am I that much of a prima donna that I can't handle that? I mean, maybe, but I like to think of it as a situation where I've simply developed an aesthetic sense that just can't tolerate some stuff anymore. Like, I have good ideas, and then I get to equipment, and sort of, it stifles it, or whatever. Yeah, this is weird, right? Okay, yeah, maybe I am a prima donna. 
what could I have done to salvage this tank? Use a canister filter and glassware, you say? Oh, sure, that's easy, right? I mean, all you see in the tank are those elegant curves of lily pipes and intakes. You just, you know, take them out and bleach them every once in a while. And yeah, that's that's easy, easy. And they stay nice and clean, right? Okay, yeah, great on paper anyway. In my humble opinion, glassware isn't this organic art that everyone seems to place on some lofty pedestal in the hobby. It reminds me of a high school chemistry lab, which I think I got like a C or C- minus in, so maybe there's some residual trauma there. You think it's beautiful, I think it's simply dreadful. <laughs> it's another piece of equipment, which you see on the outside of the tank too, with its umbilical return lines shooting up along the sides. Now, sure, I know these were developed to make an obvious visible necessity, i.e. filter returns, more elegant and more beautiful. However, to me, they're just that, obvious, visible, distracting, and ugly. I know I'm being too stupid about this, and I'm probably insulting thousands of people in the process, but hey, that's what we do. <laughs> Unless you think I'm not experienced enough with this whole concept of material and equipment coming in from the outside or just not being able to see the big picture, I can prove to you that I flirted with this stuff before. Yeah, it wasn't always like this. Uh, when I did a stint a few years back at a very high-end aquarium design firm in Greenwich, Connecticut, I was intimately involved in the creation of, uh, of a significant artistic project on uh, in the lobby of a real iconic Park Avenue office building in New York City, seen by tens of thousands of people daily. A, a reef aquarium and an insanely cool customized acrylic sculpture, big, like a big giant vase. And it was done in consultation with an artist named Paula Hayes who envisioned the project as sort of a demonstration of the dependency between land and water. And done in a very artistic, perhaps slightly abstract, yet undeniably interesting manner. And yeah, we had to incorporate life support systems and umbilicals for the returns and the intakes. And that was literally the whole point of the installation. We had to embrace this stuff. Again, it was talking about the connection between the terrestrial and the aquatic environment in a sort of an abstract way. And I had to get over myself and decades of reef aquarium snobbery in order to help do my part with a real talented crew to bring this project to life. And we did. And it was beautiful. And it was impactful, too, seen by literally tens of thousands of people every day, connecting them to an aquatic world, which many of them had never seen or even experienced before, or even thought about. And guess what? Not a single person ever complained or even asked about the umbilicals or how weird they looked extending out of the tank. Nope. They were enamored by the fishes and the corals. Like, it's only me. Imagine that no one I know is as obsessed about this stuff as I am. I'm, I'm virtually certain. And look, I'll be there first to admit that even my beloved all-in-one tanks, although a bit of an improvement, still aren't the last word on, you know, visible equipment. They're a sort of a band-aid, if you will, um, that, you know, covers my psychosis a bit, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's about all it does. As a reefer, you learn to hide a lot of equipment and use whatever material or equipment or aquascaping or whatever you do to, you know, you can to do this. And all-in-one tanks aren't really held up in that much of a high regard in the reef world, to be honest with you. So how I got into them, I'm not sure. But in the freshwater world, they work for me because the alternative is, well, you know, glassware. They're at least a start. At least a way to circumvent my apparent psychosis on this thing. I mean, you still will see the return. You still see the slots from the overflow wear. And of course, you have a colored background. And I can't say I love black backgrounds, which is what most of these tanks seem to have. However, you don't have tubes and shit running up the side of the tank. And maybe a power cord or two, but hey, that's pretty hard to hide. The all-in-ones are limiting. I agree. They're not a cure-all. Fish get sucked down the sides. 
They uh, have small filter compartments. They're not perfect for overcoming every single aesthetic issue. You're stuck with the dimensions the manufacturers make available in these tanks, which is not in every tank. You're limited to the way they configure the filter compartments by the interior front to back depth, which is reduced because of the filter compartment. However, they can produce tanks which don't have all of that visible crap in the tank. Now, there may be a gentle way for me to get over my thing, you know what I mean? I can only hope that one day an aquarium manufacturer consults me the next time they want to bring an all-in-one to market. Maybe they talk to me about aquarium ideas instead of some, you know, glassware lackey that just comes up with different dimensions for tanks. I mean, we've got it. The dimensions are great. The workmanship on most of these new aquariums from a variety of manufacturers is insane. And they've consulted with aquascapers who know more about scaping than I ever will. But boy, they'd have no taste in hiding equipment. There's a way to integrate all this stuff. Someone, manufacturer out there, talk to me. Consult me for ideas. Tell me it can't be done, but come on, take a different perspective. Anyway, that's my plea to the universe. (laughs) So now look, getting back to my recently aborted tank, where does this leave us? What, what can I glean from this? What, uh, what happened? I think it was a case of I had a good idea, but I can't get over the thing that drove me crazy. In fact, ironically enough, as we probably have touched on here, the problems were pretty easily solved, right? I think so. I think that I could have simply applied some opaque backing to the tank. I could have, you know, hide, uh, hid the bulk of the filter. I've done it before and it works just fine. And glassware? Well, I've used it before. It's something that I hate, but it does work in a great many applications, like shallow tanks. Hey, it's not that bad, actually, now that I think about it. I did that in my all-leaf litter tank that was really shallow, and hmm, maybe there's a sort of compromise. Maybe there's some way for me to overcome this phobia of sorts. I was able to hide it behind the tank and below it, and I mean, the fact that 95% of the aquascaping world uses glassware and external filters and overcomes this aesthetic handicap, okay, that's what I call it, and embraces this stuff to create these amazing aquariums should tell you something, right? Yeah, maybe it's just me. (laughs) Well, I mean, it could be that they hate this stuff too, but they haven't been as vocal about it as I am. Maybe they're afraid to rock the boat. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they've kind of figured out how to deal with this stuff. Maybe they've made the mental shift that I haven't. Much like I've discovered the mental shifts required to have decomposing leaves and black water and all that kind of stuff in your aquariums. Maybe that's it. Perhaps they're more practical than I am and simply are able to cope with this stuff. Maybe. Damn, I don't know. I think I need to lighten up a bit. But I killed this tank in the meantime, didn't I? And I'm sort of glad I did. It gave me a chance to discuss this with you guys, to deal with my phobia about some stuff, to get it off my chest, and to once again focus on more important stuff, regardless of what kind of tank I keep things in. Yeah, I killed it. Maybe this one will be the last time. Maybe. I think I'm going to purchase some glassware today. Hey, thanks. You guys are great. Really helpful. (laughs) Stay helpful. Stay thoughtful, stay engaged, stay creative, stay relaxed, deal with your phobias, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman. Thanks very much for joining me. Look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.